<laughs> Hello to our online community. Hello. <laughs> We'd love to know who's out there. Comment below. Give us a thumbs up. A comment. You know, maybe something. Aff like affirmation. affirmation. He does. Yeah. I mean, I don't really need it. But okay. hey, you're in for a treat today. Pastor Andy is going to revisit the concept of dreaming again. Lean in and receive what the Lord has for you today. And did you know that Echo could be your place, your people, and your purpose? It's a beautiful thing. All three. Yes. It is beautiful. We encourage you to take your first steps in this life-giving local church and find the community and the support that you've been hoping for. Stop by at Mayo High School for one of our services at 9.30 and 11 a.m. on Sundays. Come. We'd love to meet you. It's really the best. We also want to say thank you for your obedience to God's word in the form of giving back to God through the giving of your tithe, which, if you don't know, is 10% of your income as worship to God. If you are looking to give, head to our website or text any amount to 84321. Mm -hmm. Hey, also, check out how your generosity is making a difference in this world. Play that video. <laughs> I just have to say it. Like, are we supposed to say, play that no, venture video? Right now. I want to say thank you very much for being a part of our ministry to help the refugees and also help the children. I'm very much thankful for all of your generous support, supporting us to rescue hundreds of the daughters from the human trafficking. Every time that we need help, we try to tell Venture, and Venture never say no. Venture always say yes. Hey, Pastor Andy, Christy, and Echo Church. I want to say thank you for your amazing generosity and share some incredible things that God has been doing. Recently, one of our venture partners in a part of the world that is ravaged by military conflict said, venture always says yes. And while that's beautiful and humbling, we know that our yes is connected to a yes that you've already made. When you've already responded, when you hear about the injustice of human trafficking and so you join a race or a challenge, when you get up early in the morning and make space to train, when you invite your network to donate to you, even if that's uncomfortable, those yeses actually are changing lives. It allowed us to expand our safety programming so that we were able to provide counsel to more than 2,000 women and children at the highest point of vulnerability right on the border. That resulted in 123 individuals that are rescued from trafficking, as well as more than 400 that are receiving care through safe homes, children's homes, and community-based care. When you said yes by creating margin in your finances, we were able to provide more meals to people that were moved off their land, refugees, and those displaced by violence. We were able to provide more than 8.1 million meals this year, and we were able to invest in long-term solutions like funding 122 farms that will change generations and communities. Your yes allowed us to expand our education and child development programs so that we could invest in more than 700 students through classrooms, through supplies, and even through playgrounds so that young kids in conflict areas could be exactly who they were created to be, kids. In the areas that we serve, the number one source of transformation is the presence of a local church. And your yes allowed us to partner to plant more than 500 churches. The results being that every single week we get emails where the blind are healed, where the lame walk, where demons are cast out, and where people that were once trafficked are now planting churches in parts of the world that have never heard the name of Jesus. I want to say thank you for your yes. It compels us to continue to do what we're going to do. There will always be dire injustices in the world, and there are still places that have never heard the name of Jesus. So I wanna say thank you because your yes continues to send us to bring justice to the unreached.
guys, my name is Christy Cass. I'm one of the co-lead pastors here at Echo, and we want to say welcome. Thank you so much for joining us today. We say yes to new beginnings. We say yes to fresh starts. We say yes to Jesus on a gloomy day. Yes, I want to read over a scripture to you out of Psalms 108. I am ready, God, so ready, ready from head to toe, ready to sing, ready to praise a God song. The deeper your love, the higher it goes. Every cloud's a flag to your faithfulness. Soar high to the skies, oh God. Cover the whole earth with your glory. Amen. Shout out really quickly uh, for our Echo volunteer team. They did such a phenomenal job. Can we hear for them today? <laughs> Standing ovation. For my guest, the new term, Queen Christy, uh, coined by our very own Sam. Uh, but uh, you know what? I just have to tell you this. Last night, we came and set this up for the very first time. And uh, to set something up for the very first time is a big deal. Uh, some of you may or may not know that. And man, my heart was so warm because as I pulled the trailer up and I was bringing down that, black, that back door, uh, person after person came. And I was like, oh, I feel so good. And then my next prayer was, I hope they show up next week at 6.45 a.m. <laughs> but really, seriously, man, the one thing that I've always said about Echo is we're, we've been people strong. We love strong people, number one, and we are, we are surrounded by them. Uh, but we just have so many amazing people that are just around us and it's truly what makes Echo happen. So one last time, can we celebrate for those that serve every week in and out to make it happen? Uh, so... As you see on the screen here, uh, I want to lean back into the dream again vision for 2022. I think this is a perfect time. Would you agree? I mean, we're being replanted and reestablished and repositioned uh, in Rochester, and we are super, super excited about partnering here with Mayo and its staff people. And we've got some things up of our sleeves that we're going to uh, deliver uh, even uh, tomorrow. And we're just excited uh, about just being truly planted. Uh, and placed where we're currently at. And so we're just excited to be here. But at the same time, what I want to do is I want to lean into that dream again concept. Uh, my, my hope at the beginning of the year wasn't just to give you a word of the year, but to give you a thematic um, uh, repeating notion and idea that we could return throughout the year. So we wouldn't just do a beginning of the year like resolution and then, you know, a couple months in, we forget about it, we've moved on, we've totally gained all the weight that we've lost because we hit Easter, things like that. So, but but I, what I want to do is I, I just want to lean into this dream again idea because I don't want it just to be an idea. I want it to alter our life. I want it to alter our city. I, I want it to, to really resonate not only individually, but also collectively as a church. And as I'd mentioned this uh, a couple weeks ago when we had announced that we were coming here, when I had preached this message for the first time, uh, I had never, and this idea of dreaming again, I never thought that we would be here today. Uh, but again, I love preaching at you. In fact, I kind of feel like I'm looking down on you today a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Uh, joke never gets old. Uh, th thanks for those free laughs over there. Uh, but but uh, no, I, I just like messages uh, personally that, that 
speak to you and don't really touch me. <laughs> but this dream again concept, the Lord knows, and I think we're here for a reason. I don't think I know, uh, but it, it's something that I think could alter all of our lives and even echo itself. And I have to tell you this, in June 8, uh, 18th in, in 2015, about seven years ago, I was sitting around my, I imagine my island, and I was reading um, my Bible and my, my daughters were there. And in Psalms 126, it says, in the morning, uh, or in, in Psalms 126, it, it says, uh, when the Lord brought back the captives to Zion, and for those that don't know you, this, I have a daughter, my eldest daughter is named Zion. So I, I, was, I was reading that in the morning and she just happened to be by me. And so I read it to the girls out loud. And so this is what I read. When the Lord brought back the captives to Zion, we were like men who dreamed which I think is absolutely pertinent and very important for us to hear today, is the Lord wants to put us in to position to dream again. Now, Zion being, what, about five years old at that point, when she heard it, her gut reaction wasn't like, oh, I get to dream. She looked at me in a, with a puzzled expression and said, but dad, I'm not a man. <laughs> but I want to tell you today, no matter if you're a man or you're not, God has called us to dream. Can I hear an amen? Uh, and so I don't want it just to be an idea, and, and I also just want to enjoy the process of dreaming. We, we know, uh, you know, that if you've ever had a vision for your life, or you've had vision and direction and, and a dream for your life, that it's not necessarily getting to the dream that matters. It truly is the process of getting there. And I found this quote uh, in my notes. It, it says this, the best part of the dream is not that the dream has come to pass, but that you've been changed through the process of arriving to that dream. And I just want to remind us today of that concept that, that some of you have direction. Some of you are seeking direction. Some of you have clear vision to maybe what God wants uh, for you in, in your life. But, but many of us, we're just sitting here going like, man, God, just give me the next step. And I would just say that's okay too, but let us find a satisfaction within that process. Now, I want to remind you of a scripture that I read in the, uh, a couple months ago when we talked about uh, dream again, and we find that in Acts chapter 2, verse 17 and 18. Uh, the context of that scripture is the early church is beginning. The disciples are in the upper room, and the Spirit comes in and fills them, and then they bust out of the four walls. And when they bust out of the four walls, God really um, puts them in to the center of the city and, and, and wherever the context of where they might be. And, and they started really doing the ministry of God. And when people saw them doing what they were doing, they had a lot of questions. And one of the questions were this is, are they drunk? <laughs> I mean, really, it had to get really wild. I mean, whatever they were doing there, uh, it had to, to, to grab their attention. And Peter's response to just before Re, uh, really uh, saying what I'm about to read is he said, these people are not drunk, but they're filled with the spirit. In Acts chapter two, verse 17, it says this, in the last days, God says, I will pour my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see vision. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they will prophesy. What I want you to hear, what I want you to see with this scripture on screen is this, is God promises that he will pour his spirit on all people. 
Not on some people, but on all of them. And, and he goes and he names them. He says, sons and daughters, they will prophesy, prophesy, and young men will see vision, and old men will dream dreams. And then he goes down and he says, my servants. I mean, these are people that are at the, you know, the bottom of the bucket, right, when it comes to uh, the, the people. And he said, even those people, those people are going to serve. And he, he begins to really redefine their position in their culture stance. He elevates them. And he says that for both men and also women. And, and, and I just want to tell you that that's not a message that was just meant for the, the first generation of believers, but it was a message that we were to hear as well. Some of you are like, well, it says in the last days. Are we living in the last days, Andy? Yes, we are. We've been living in the last days since Jesus left. And he desires to give us dreams. He desires to give us vision, he, visions. He desires to give us spiritual gifts. And you know what's crazy in the last few months uh, since preaching uh, this message for the first, first time, and, and, uh, and this is not, I'm not re-preaching this by any means, but um, after I, I threw that concept out, what I found fascinating over the last few months is I've had the craziest dreams. Like literally, I'm going to sleep and I know every, every day or every night, I'm gonna have a little, I'm gonna have a little movie in my mind. You know, you know what I'm saying? I can't ever remember them when I wake up, but I, you know, if you're like me, you're in that moment, you're like, remember this, Andy, remember this. And then I wake up and it's gone, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but I just know that I've had, I've, I've done, I've, I've fought people in my dreams. I've had some wars. I've had some like, like claiming ground moments where I'm like, this is our space. And, and then there's there's like been some collaborations and, and uh, some partnerships. And I can just, I, I don't have all the details, but I just know it's been absolutely fascinating how many dreams I've had, which has posed a good question for me. Have I gone over to the old man that dreams dreams? <laughs> have I hit that age, you know, where it just kind of went over? So I, I just kind of wonder, uh, but whether it's a dream or it's direction in your life or vision, I, I just want to shout from the mountaintops again that God wants to speak to you and he wants to speak to us. This isn't just a message for echo for us collectively in our direction, but it is for you individually, and yet it is a collective message. And so today, what I want to do is, I really want to talk about dreaming. And in fact, if I would give a title of the message, which I never really do until it hits the online, is I would call it Dreaming 101. How do we dream? How do we hear God's voice? How do we position ourselves uh, to begin to be led by the Holy Spirit? And in order to do that, we have to jump over to Matthew chapter 11. If you have your Bibles, you can open up to that. Matthew chapter 11, verse 25. I hear all those digital pages being turned right now. <laughs> it's like crickets. A couple of years ago, you'd hear that papal, paper uh, turn over there. But uh, Matthew 11, uh, verse 25 says this. At the time, Jesus says, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from wise and learned, the wise and learned, and you've, re you've revealed them to little children. What I want you to see here is that there are things that are hidden from us. Now, regardless of, what, uh, of whether you think uh, that you are wise uh, or if you fall within uh, or the learned or within those spectrums, uh, there are certain things that are just simply hidden to us. But what God wants to do is he wants to reveal certain things to 
his children, no matter what your age is. And verse 26, it says this, yes, Father, for this is what you were pleased to do. So this is Jesus speaking about his heavenly father, our heavenly father. All things have been committed to me by my father. No one knows the son except the father and no one knows the father except the son and those whom the son chooses to reveal him. So now we see, okay, this is what the Lord wants to reveal. He wants to reveal God to us. And 28, it says this, come to me. Everybody say, come to me. All those who are weary and burdened and I will give you rest. I have no problem sleeping at night. You know why? Because I am tired. I have been tired for the last three months. And I can just tell you, once my bedtime comes, it doesn't take much. I don't need any kind of sleeping pill or what's that, uh, a vitamin? melatonin. I don't need that. It's, I'm gone. I'm gone. The second my head hits the pillow and I've done the wordle or the quirtle of the day or whatever the things that you're doing, I mean, I'm down and out. And, and so all things, I'm saying, come to me, all who are weary and burdened. Many of us, we come in here and we just simply need to find rest, not only physically, but spiritually. God is desiring to renew us. Verse 29, it says this, this is, this is a good hope for me. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for my soul. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. The big idea that I want us to walk out of here with is this one small statement. And it's this, will we slow down enough to dream again? Will we slow down enough to hear God's voice? Will we slow down in order to see the vision and the direction that God has for you? So everybody look at your neighbor and say, slow down, slow down. Now, as you know, I recently purchased a, a, uh, a watch and uh, that is like the eighth iteration of devices uh, that started with a ring that would track my sleep and also my heart rate. And, and I was just really unhappy with, with it. I didn't like it. It wasn't really working. So I eventually, um, if you know of my personality, it's just like, man, I, I don't know. I got, I got problems. I go to Best I've been to Best Buy like 17 times before I bought one TV. Y'all, anybody like that? You know what I'm saying? Like, so this is pretty impressive that after seven iterations of different um, wearable uh, technology, I finally landed on a watch. But what I found um, interesting is I really enjoy uh, looking at my sleep cycle through the watch I wear. Anybody else do that? Anybody else geek out like that? Now, what's strange about that is I know when I wake up if I slept well or not. I just want proof if I did it or not. You know what I'm saying? And uh, what I've noticed is... Um, is, is it will show you the, the, the REM time, that sleep cycle, dream cycle uh, moments where, you know, larger REM moments. And, and when I think about those times where I'm dreaming and I can, and, and like you kind of like, if you're anything like me, like you wake up after a dream and you look at your time and you're like, oh yeah, you know, I was totally in that REM uh, time. And that's probably when I was dreaming that dream. I can't remember. Um, and what I want to do today in, in teaching you how to hear God's voice or, or positioning you to maybe dream with God once again 
or get some vision for your life is I want to use that really the acronym of REM, R-E-M, to give you uh, remember, remembrance uh, to what I want to talk about and what we find in that scripture. And so if you, are you taking notes, write down R-E-M and uh, what I want to tell you what those stand for. The first one that's an R stands for rest. We will never get the rest that we need until we admit that we're tired. And I think many of us, we, we, we perpetually run on empty and we wonder why we're not even sleeping well at times. And, 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 and what I want to tell you this is you'll never really get the rest spiritually that you're looking for until you admit your own condition, the condition of your heart. This last week, uh, Christy and I had an opportunity to go down to Charleston and uh, sit on a beach for a moment and some good weather. Are, are you happy for me, guys? <laughs> I'm usually the one looking on the other side of someone vacationing, so I'm a little bit excited that I was actually able to leave on such a crazy week. But uh, uh, the significance wasn't that we were on the beach for uh, just for a couple hours, but we were at uh, the ARC conference. It was what we call pastor camp. And, and, and uh, the pastor spoke uh, the first evening. And after being there and being in that service, uh, we re- Christy and I really felt like the Holy Spirit start working on our souls and that we should search out some prayer from our pastors and some of our mentors, Pastor Peter and Carolyn Haas from Substance. And, and so we went and found them. And, and at that time, we were both at a, a, an emotional state. I like to hide my emotions. Christy's just shows the world. And, and we, 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 we rolled up to them and they were about to lay hands on us and pray. And they said, well, what can we pray for us? And all we could get out and, and, and kind of steeped in our emotion is we are tired. And we've had a crazy last couple months. And, and, and I just, I don't want to tell you that to just say, oh, woe is Andy and Christy. But I, I want to share that to you because as your pastors, we're not afraid to go to our mentors and our pastors and just simply say, can you pray with us? We are tired. Will you, would you seek the Lord with us? And, we, and I would just say this, many of us, we never find that rest because we just don't admit that we're tired. Now, I'm going to really kind of maybe get, just really let the rubber hit the road here. A couple months ago, um, I felt like the Lord was calling me to change some of my practices and, and some of my habits. And, and again, and I'm not suggesting that you need to do this, but I, I would encourage you that you might want to try. Um, a couple months ago, I thought, you know what I should do is I should eliminate my Facebook off my, my phone. Can I hear an amen, anybody? I mean, I was just sick of it, okay? Um, The second thing was maybe I should limit my Instagram consumption. And so I did something crazy. I I limited my Instagram consumption to 10 minutes. I think I've already told you that. And I'm telling you this, this changed my life. Because when you grab your phone and you know kind of get in that rhythm, like like I got no, trust me, that 10 minutes is gone like this. And, and I just wonder if some of us are tired because we think we're resting by flipping up or sideways with our thumbs. Some of our thumbs are awfully tired. And if we're going to find rest and we're going to start hearing the voices for, a voice from God, I, I just sense that maybe we need to put limits on the consumption of our social world. 
That might actually be helpful for us to find rest. And if we eliminate that voice in our life, maybe we start hearing the voice of God. Just maybe. The second thing we need to do is we need to enroll. We need to enroll. We need to learn from me. It says in the scripture, it says, take my yoke upon me. Jesus says this, take my yoke upon me and learn from me. We need to enroll in Jesus' school. We need to enroll into Jesus teaching us the way. And in the same way that we collect food, we, well, we don't collect food, we just kind of consume food. But just like the Israelites collected food in the desert, they had to do that when they were there for 40 years. They, they would go out every day and collect what they would need to, to really survive for the day. And, and that's the same thing we need to do spiritually. And, and, and I just sense that, that we need to see our prayer, that Lord's Prayer, when it says, give us today our daily bread is not just physical bread, but spiritual bread. I, I don't want to be consumers, uh, but what I want to do is, is really lean in and allow Jesus and his voice and his word to truly have the loudest part of our life. I love lions. Anybody love lions here? And tigers? Lions and tigers and bears. I'm not talking about the Tiger King. I'm talking about, I know you all been watching that at some point, right? But I think lions are absolutely fascinating. At the same time, when I see them in captivity, I have this sense of like, ugh. You know what I'm saying? I mean, for those that would be honest that said they watched The Lion King, when you see those lions in those cages, it's, it's, it truly is disappointing because you know, you know that they were made for so much more. And at some point in life, it was kind of given to me and maybe directed by the Holy Spirit. I wrote this at some point down. The only lions who don't go get their own food are lions that are held, held in captivity. The only lions that, that do not kill and hunt for their own food are those lions that are in captivity. And I think in our life, in our spirituality, we are just completely fine with the cages that we live in. And I just want to encourage us to enroll, to find a hunger, to start meditating on God's word, to expand our borders when it comes to scripture understanding and so that God might lead us beyond our wildest dreams, that we would go get it, we would have a hunger, that we would chew on his word and we would submit to God's leading, that we would truly enroll in hearing God's voice. And the last... Uh, word really that I want to focus on is mission. The last part of the, the REM spiritual cycle of hearing uh, and uh, hearing the voice of God and dreaming again and, and getting that direction for us. And I would say that the mission can be seen in, this, in the verses where Jesus says, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Come to me for my my, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. What do we hear there? What do we perceive? This is an invitation to join mission with Jesus. This is God's way to say, guess what? You're called to be faithful with the little. You're called to be faithful with the first steps of what God wants to reveal 
to you. See, I believe that God always, actually what he's in the business of doing is showing you enough about tomorrow that you might trust him today. And in order to be on mission, we just have to truly accept the invitation. The invitation that Jesus has for us isn't to just attend church, but to become the church. Jesus's mission isn't just about him giving you clarity and direction for your own life in an individual way, but his mission is to make clear the path for your life that you might join his mission as well. It's what I love about the song that we sang earlier. May your kingdom come. I'm telling you, if God's kingdom come, then I'm gonna live in my kingdom the way that he desires it. As I think about the dream state of of REM, if I think about it as the spiritual state of of REM, of that rest and and enroll and, and on mission with God, what I'm afraid of is this, is most people today, they miss the voice of God not because it's strange or it's odd or, or it's unfamiliar, but because it's simply too familiar. But we're too busy to hear it. And I just wanna take the next few minutes and I just wanna to, to really create a space for us to open our ears to God, to invite the Holy Spirit in that he might begin to speak to us today in this really important time. And I just sense that God is gonna call us to something so big that unless he intervenes, that we, will, we would fail. So will you just do me a favor? Will you just close your eyes? Will you just bow your heads here just for focal reasons? And if you want, mind just... Uh, doing this with me today. Will you just put your hands out as a physical posture of receiving from the Holy Spirit and at the same time, just in a simple whisper, will you just invite the Holy Spirit into your heart? Holy Spirit, would you make space? Holy Spirit, you are welcome in our life. We desire to hear your voice. We desire to follow your leading. But the first thing we need to admit today is we're tired, (laughs) that we're weary. And Holy Spirit, would you help us find that rest. If you're tired across this room, just in your own words, will you just go ahead and begin to pray where you're at? Will you begin to tell God the condition of your own soul?
Maybe some of you are tired. Maybe some of you are fearful. Maybe some of you are ashamed. Maybe some of you are hungry and you're thirsty for more. Would you go ahead and articulate that to God in your own words? God, we welcome you into this place. We welcome you into this space. We welcome you into our hearts. Oh God. Oh God. Oh Father, we are hungry for more. We're hungry for more. Will you help us breathe deep? Would you renew us? Would you restore us? God, I sense some people walked into this space and they have a certain weight upon their shoulder. God, I just ask that in this moment and, and, and with the idea of rest that you'd begin to take that weight off of their shoulder. And, and God, that as we, we take a, a turn here, God, we enroll into your way and into your words. We say yes. Say yes. I want to do something different today. If you have your phone and you have the, the, the Bible app or whatever app you might use to read the Bible, or if you have your paper Bible, I just want to take a moment as we enroll, as we, as we lean into Jesus and hearing his voice, that we would open up a scripture, maybe by random, or if you have the Bible app, you could go and look at the word or the, the verse of the day. And, and I just want to take a moment and, and in your own references on your, on your Bible, I, I just want you to just lean in and say, Jesus, what do you have to say to me? What's that word? What is that daily manna that I need to hear? Jesus, speak to us. At the same time as we read his word, it also is very evident in scripture that God, you speak in other ways as well. And so we open up our hearts and our mind and, and our senses to what you might say today. God, I sense that there are some people, if they close their eyes, that you are giving them a vision, that you're giving them dreams, that you, you're, you're maybe even bringing a remembrance to their mind of a past experience. And God, we're at this point, we wanna know what we should do with that as we're aware of whatever we're experiencing, God, I just ask you an answer, now what? This is a great time to, to start writing down certain things in a journal. If, if you don't have a journal, then begin to text message yourself some of the things that the Spirit or the Lord is speaking to you today. But Jesus, what is your word? What is your voice? What is the direction that you wanna give us today?
Jesus. Just all across this room, can you begin to worship Jesus? Can you bring him praise? Can we make this a place of prayer? Oh, Jesus. Jesus, you are here today. Jesus, we're here today. Jesus, we slow down enough to hear your voice. And Lord, as we hear your voice, sign up for your mission. We say yes. We say yes. Say yes. All across this room, can you just say yes? We say yes. Will you stand up all across this room? We say yes, Lord. We say yes because you have said yes to us. Jesus, you did not shy away from the hard things, but you leaned in towards them. And because of that, we receive that rescue. We receive that restoration. And and God, our heart's cry is that you would repeat that through us to the world around us. Give us dreams, give us visions, but but God, most and first and foremost, may we be faithful with what you call us to do today. In Jesus' name, amen. Every week we pray a prayer that simply just reminds us that we cannot do this life alone. That Jesus invites us into that relationship where he brings us hope. He shows us love and he equips us with the Holy Spirit. It starts with a surrender. If you came in here feeling far from God, this is a great opportunity to take a simple, small step towards him today. And I invite you to do that. Echo, can we pray that together? Jesus, I surrender. I have more questions than answers, but I choose to follow you anyway. I acknowledge that you lived, you died, and you rose again with all of mine. I accept the rescue that you offer. Save me and lead me in Jesus' name and his authority. Amen. Let's continue seeking the Lord this morning. through generations. 
freeing hearts right now you are the same god you are the same god you touch the lepers i feel your touch right now you are the same god you are the same god we sing about the idea of oh god our God, we need you. And what I love about this song is that we talk about Moses and David. We talk about Jacob. And I don't know if you guys know a lot about those people, but Moses killed a dude. David did a bunch of shady stuff, including killing a guy. Jacob was known as a thief and a cheater and a bunch of other things. That's why they changed his name later. And what I think about is when we talk about Dream Again, I just want that. I just want to be reminded myself, and I want you to be reminded as well, that it doesn't matter what happened, and it doesn't matter what's going to happen. God still wants you to dream again. God still wants big things for you. God still wants, like, God still wants incredible things to come out of us, just ordinary people. It's a cool verse, uh, part of what Pastor Andy read today out of Matthew 11, in the message says, God, you make things clear to ordinary people because that's how you like to work. Amen for ordinary people, right? I mean, there's some flashy, cool people out there, but then there's the rest of us. And I'm glad that God is here speaking to the rest of us. Now, Echo, we love to celebrate, and we would love to celebrate those that are here for the very first time. Come on. Now, if that's you, would you do me a huge favor? Would you take this card? Would you go out in the lobby, the info table, all the amazing people are back kind of towards the door on that side over there. We would love to give you a coffee gift card. We'd love to know your name and we'd love to start you on the journey of maybe making Echo your home church. Now we also want to celebrate another group of people. How about those that said the prayer with us for the very first time or maybe the first time in a long time? Come on, come on. Now, it's a cool thing to be able to say that you were at the very first weekend of Echo Church and you guys get to do that. And I can't wait to be a part of weekend number two. Echo Church, we love you. We'll see you next week. Have an amazing week, everybody.